bravery is there in the way they played. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett, the three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. At 8.53, we're turning our attention to Gaelic football. Anthony Moyles is with us in studio. Uh, you called Derry Tyrone correctly? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose I won't. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to make plenty more mistakes. So yeah, I just I just think it, 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 it felt that way. I know you guys were talking about it, obviously, a lot last week. Um, and we've been obviously following Derry through the league. Um, look, I was massively impressed with them, Jer. Massively impressed with them. Now, you know, we can get on to Tyrone in a few minutes because definitely Tyrone didn't help themselves. But um, they're, like, I mean, obviously they've loads of talent, loads of talent throughout the squad, but massive amount of pace and also an ability to back themselves. So, like, there's a, there's a willingness to back themselves, first of all. So, you know, I think there has been an awful. Um, I suppose, trait through football over the last number of years that when you come into the tackle, you retain possession. So you spin back out of the tackle and you pass the ball backwards or sideways or whatever it is. Whereas they were 100% drilled. You could see it. They were willing to back themselves. But also they had the skills and the speed to execute that actually when they came to a man, they took him on. So, like... I think teams, and I know we've spoken about this before, about this whole risk reward, um, and you know you can see it in how Dublin are trying to change and certain things. The, the whole idea now of retain, retain possession, retain possession. The better teams are realising actually, like that's that's only going to get you so far. Yeah. So we need to have a risk reward situation here, and the risk reward when I come up against even you or even two players is I'm going to have to try to take you on. Uh, and if you're, tra- if, you're, if you're really busying yourself during training sessions to, to get adept at that, to get confident at it, to know how to do it, you know, ball in the outside hand when you're going past a man on your right side, all those little small things. But, but things actually, to be honest with you, that has been forgotten about. Like if you go to training sessions up and down the country from kids to senior men, you won't see fellas taking each other on anymore. It's just not the thing that was done. You know, years ago it was done because you, you, you invariably you came acro- across those collisions. You know, those kind of interactions were much more prevalent because it was one-on-one an awful lot. So you had to take your man on. You know, you always heard it being sh- roared in, take him on, take him on, you know. Whereas for the last number of years it wasn't, it was retained. So their ability to do that, um, obviously to back themselves... Like, they just showed Tyrone as... Like, Tyrone looked like a slow team. Mm. A slow team. A, a labouring team. How did a team how, let's talk about Tyrone. How did that happen? How did they become... How did they go from being All-Ireland champions who were self-confident against anybody in any situation last year with a really well-drilled game plan and, like, yeah. a beautiful rhythmic style where they could go along if they needed to? They had. They were the ones who would have, like, Conor McKenna bursting on a straight line... Uh, knowing exactly what well, everybody knew what their role was to that that team that looked like uh, they were uncertain of everything every right. aspect of their game plan looked uncertain and, and you've hit the nail on the head there the, that, that was the uncertainty you could see it literally from minute one that they were kind of looking around going okay who's going to take the mantle on here and you've seen that throughout the league like bar a couple of fellas like Myler and Hart in a few games 
I, I think let's start from the top. I thought the selection was a bit strange. Like I mean, Canavan has been one of their best forwards in the league. I felt he's been a guy who's tied an awful lot of things in. Um, for him not to start, I was kind of going, okay, that's 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 an interesting one. Um, you know the McKenna thing, getting back, all of that. Did that kind of throw the eye off the ball? I, I don't. It, I, I find it very, very difficult to put my finger on exactly what's going on. There's obviously something going on, and we've said this inside the camp. Like the se- six or seven people to 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 hit the high road. Um, it's not like you're hitting the high road from a team that's about number 12 in the country. You're hitting the high road from the All-Ireland Champions. You have a, probably a decent enough fair crack at the whip of getting another you know, medal in your back pocket and you're deciding, actually, I've done with this. So there's something going on there. There's a paradigm involved there between someone that something, something's not working. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a miscommunication or there's something... People aren't believing what they're being told. right? So, so that's that on its own... Seven out of a potential panel of thirty. That's a big number. Well, it, it's it not two. Changes the quality of your training significantly. Well, well, let's okay. So the actual fundamentals of it is it does all that. But what does it do for the atmosphere around the whole place? Like they're pals of fellas. They're fellas that they've gone into battle before with. Like I mean, this this idea of number one is the same as number thirty. Well, is it? You know. So you've all of that going on. Um, then you come down to actually just their execution and how they're playing and as I said they they look slow now of course they're not slow right they're still the same team they're still able to do all of those things that we know they can do but when you're not really believing it when you're not really believing your own role in it when you're not really sure of your direction of where you're going um, they seemed completely confused they they showed an unbelievable lack of heart there's a there's a there's a clip I don't like to call him players out, but but O'Neill comes on at half time. Um, he's on the pitch. I'd say only five or six minutes. A kick out comes. He contests the kick out. He loses the kick out. I think he fouls the man. I can't remember who is it, the, the half back for for, for 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 Derry. He kicks up only a short little kick pass about ten fifteen meters, and, and and he basically jogs back, like jogs back. Now he's only on the pitch. And I remember rewinding it two or three times and I just said, like, there, the, the lack of desire to get back, the lack of desire. I've never seen a team in Ulster come out with the ball as easy as the Derry backs were coming out with the ball. Like, they were just sauntering out. Like, they were literally able to pick their man out, come out there, get one tackle on them, and then there was no hunger, there was no intensity at all in the tackle. The forwards, like, McShane spent half the game on the ground. I don't know, like, I mean, he was like he was... Skating, like I mean, he just kept falling on the ground. He couldn't keep his footing. His his tackle level, like if you see it, he throw in one tackle, and it was one of those I'm tackling just because I I have to tackle you. But it was no real intensity to go after the man, and then he'd stand up, kind of you know, saying, "Well, uh, that didn't work out for me." So I think they're in a really, I think they're in absolutely dire straits. To be honest with you, um, and Derry could have beaten them by more. Well, can you recover from that? Can Tyrone recover? Like the big, what are they five weeks a big long break don't know who they're playing yet Could there are some teams floating around in the qualifiers who might be no good like who might not be at their level um, they need one of those um, like I mean people will argue now okay they'll go back to the club but they might play a round or two that, that's probably what I would do I'd be saying right we're doing a round of championships or something here in the club get them get them away for a minute because obviously and then the management team are going to have, a think, have to have a think about right how do we re-engineer the atmosphere here and, and where is our motivation to get them so do we, do we hunker down and we go you're all Ireland champions lads Never mind what what's going on here. We're not going to let this. Have you any pride at all? That type of thing. You know, our backs are to the wall. They did that twice last year. Once after the game in Killarney, and once around COVID. 
Like, yeah. So, you know, it's You're not, going back to the well again. Yeah. And in fairness, yeah. like, it's reanimating a corpse. Uh, but that's what zombies do, you know? <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. I'm not quite writing them off yet. But there's a lot of evidence if you want to write them off. I wouldn't stop you making the case. Uh, like, I think if they got one of the top teams in that qualifier draw, a team that we wouldn't have expected, say, to be in there, shall we say. Uh, like, it's, it's funny, it'll be the making or they're done. You know? Yeah. And and, and if they're done, I think they could peter out, you so know. They could get it hammered could be by a, a Mayo or somebody. Yeah. Like, ten, another 10, 12 points. Yeah, and I don't even know getting someone weak and you ha- you get and you get over them by 7 or 8 or 9 or 10. That doesn't do a whole pile for you coming into the next one. It really doesn't. There's still the big question marks. They need a big win. And I just can't see it at the moment. Like what was interesting to me on Sunday was this, like Derry really kind of brought a physicality to the game. So they did to Tyrone what Tyrone had done to so many teams in the past, to the point where Tyrone got completely wound up. Obviously, the kick out, the throwing at a ball. Like, how does that happen? How, how do like I think that's one of the reasons why Tyrone have been so good in Ulster down through the years is that they have been the aggressor in a very aggressive place. And it seems that they just completely, they, they completely out, got out aggressed, if that seems yeah. the phrase, by, <laughs> yeah. by there. I, I don't know what, yeah. what happened. It was just like so on Tyrone for them to be on the receiving end of that rather than the ones giving it. I think two things happened there. One, one that, so it's, it's probably the, 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 the cause and effect. The cause, I think, is, is certainly a situation where you don't understand your North Star. You're, you're, you're kind of what Jerry was saying. You don't really understand the roles. And, you, and there is this sense of we're going in here. Like, players aren't stupid. So, so, so management teams can kind of talk about, you know, this is what we're doing. And we're all very confident now in doing this, aren't we, lads? And it, really, players will be questioning it, right? They, they will be questioning it. And, and, you know, we've spoken before about, say, conceding kickouts to teams or setting up a certain way. Players understand, like, if, if it's a really, really solid strategy that you're, say, deciding you're doing this because you know you're, you're going to have a great chance of winning the game, or is it just a strategy of you're keeping the score down? Players will feed off that. And when players go into a game, no matter what you're saying, players will know. And straight away, as soon as the whistle is blown, you, you will see it in their body language. Tyrone looked to me like a team with the body language of, we don't really know where we're going here. Um, we don't really know what we're at. There's players being shifted all over the place. Um, are we really confident in the positions we're in? Like, look at McGeary, look at Ferton players, look at McShane. They're playing with zero. Zero confidence, these lads. Zero confidence compared to McShane. He looks McShane looks about five foot ten, five foot eleven now. He doesn't look six three. Like I look at him and I kind of go, "Geez, you'd blow him away." Whereas last year, you see him coming on, you're thinking, "This lad's in beast mode. He's coming on here to knock everyone out of the park." He doesn't do that anymore. He yeah. doesn't knock any lads over. That's not a physicality thing. That's just a mentality thing. So what happens then is, because you know that on, you you also remember. You know, the grey matter is gone, but you wear that. You've an All-Ireland in your back pocket. So then the frustration comes in. And, of course, what happens is a fella's in your face and you're just you're getting more and more annoyed at yourself because you know you can do it, but you're just not doing it. And you just lash out. And, you know, it's a, it's a simple, small thing. It's funny, we brought Hegarty on the show, like, two weeks ago or just before the first uh, match in the Championship and he talked about the league campaign last year and the league campaign this year where you get a little bit narky because you're not quite at the level you know you should be at. Mm. And that was the hallmark of that. Is like, you would expect them to know not to do the stupid things they did because it wasn't they weren't sent off for violent conduct it wasn't it was stupidity Passion stuff like, yeah uh, I, I, yeah so look I, I don't know maybe there's a long enough 
break that they can get a lot of work done. Yeah, for, like for me, the question is like, where where is the ceiling? So like, I mean, the Limerick thing is interesting because there's such a high ceiling. Once they refound that spark, they could blow teams away. Chances are Dublin maybe went through this at various times during the six in a row, but because Leinster was so weak, it never actually showed on the scoreline. Maybe the day against Carlo when Connolly has the altercation with the lines, but maybe that's actually a moment like Tyrone had at the weekend, except for the fact that Dublin were just so much better that there was never going to be a result that was in danger. So maybe this is something that they can turn around. Maybe this is the moment that can, that can spark a, a turnaround in their season because it has happened before. It has happened with maybe defending All-Ireland champions or teams at the very top of the pile. I, look, it, it, there is, a, there, of course, there's the possibility. They still have enough quality in 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 the squad, and certainly on that starting fifteen, or a couple of lads have come in. Um, I'm surprised, you know. I'm just I'm just surprised. I thought like the Donnellys, Richie Donnelly was making quite an impact in the league. It's just, it's just it, there was just an odd feel to the whole team. There was an odd feel to the players that came in. Yeah. There was guys I was kind of going, where's he? You know, like why isn't he on? Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I know championship. There's often there's often a couple of lads who are pulled out of the, the hat in championship time, but it just it just doesn't look like a happy camp to me. Given given that, right? Is there any possibility we actually overrate what Derry have done, and that Monaghan are sitting there lock, licking their chops, going, "Happy days, you guys go off and celebrate like you've just won Sam." We we know what this is about. We're the uh, old dog for the hard road. They certainly will be um, because they love this. They're, they're sitting away. No one's mentioning them. Everyone, everyone was expecting them to do a job on down, and they did the job on down, and they did it very, very efficiently and effectively. Um, and all the talk will be about, of course, uh, um, Derry. But I think Gallagher is smart enough to realise um, the players. I think were pretty subdued after it. You know, the Derry players. I didn't see them whooping and hollering and jumping around and going bananas. You know, like they'd be okay. They'd beaten the All Ireland champions. That's that's that's. That's still a feather in the cap. Yeah, he was jumping around a bit, but I think he was jumping around. That was a bit more probably, you know, manager. To manager. Yeah, yeah, and also, you know, he was sticking it to do her and, and and Logan probably. Yeah. you know, he's been on the receiving end of those beatings before. So he 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 himself. But I think he's smart enough, and I think his backroom team be smart enough that they would be able to say, well, actually, listen, let's let's analyze this, and you know what, maybe they weren't all that they were, you know, before, and maybe we got them on a bad day, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And there's a different animal coming to town um, because Monaghan looked very well equipped and very strong, very compact, very capable of, of putting up a big score. But I'm, but I but I still think Derry Derry are a good outfit. Yeah. Now will they be given the type of situation? Because you'd imagine Monaghan will say they love to run, lots of power coming from the halfbacks. So what we're going to do is we're going to meet them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We're just going to meet them. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's well set up to be. A massive game where uh, the prize is going to be you get to play Donegal potentially. Uh, yeah, you know, like <laughs> the great, hits great keep prize. coming. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Dubs, right? Um, the Dubs had a really strong bench, and they had Con back, and uh, they yeah, all, who would have known that? Huh? They all look lean, and yeah. Fenton seems to be taking it personally that people were saying, "Ah, sure, look, you know," because he was. I mean, we, we were talking about Brian Fenton as the greatest footballer of all time for a while there. Mm. And that conversation stopped, and he's like, "Why did that stop?" I'm gonna say, "I'm, I'm still like, I'm not finished here." Yeah, you know, there's still plenty of time for him to add to his legacy. So, uh, how dangerous are Dublin? <laughs> I mean, so I'm not, I'm not. Wexford are bad. 
they were poor. They were very poor, right? Uh, we talk about body language and we talk about setting up, and I'm a little bit disappointed in them. And you can mean people to say whatever, but I thought last week they would have had a right cut because I, th- I, th- I thought the soundings coming from the camp where it's a young team and we're just going to have a rip at them. And I was saying, Jesus, you know what? Fair play, just have the rip. Yeah. But they didn't, right? They, they, you know, from the throw up, you could see. Well, actually, this is not what this game plan is going to be. It's going to be about containing them, trying to catch them on the break. And they just said, "Here now." The flip side of the coin: Dublin were were very, very efficient and very effective. But we've said this before: unless you're putting that back six under pressure and against Dublin and the new goalkeeper, third choice, yeah. Make them kick the ball out. I don't care. Give a damn, my lads. If you kick the thing forty yards wide, let's let's face his kick out and let's squeeze him a little bit and let's put a you know a bit of pressure on him. I think he had seven kickouts for the whole game, right? So yeah. you're not going to win. You're not going to win that. And literally, you're going to give him the ball. And of course, they were in. They weren't in the mood to say, "Well, we'll just." pass the ball around here they went for the juggler straight away so were they very impressive uh, yes they were were they allowed to be very impressive I think they were um, but yes O'Callaghan gives them that focal point um, when you look at the bench and look at the ability of who they were able to bring on um, I still don't think that six is, a, is an All-Ireland winning six the six that started yeah. I think that there will probably be changes obviously with McCarthy and the likes I'm surprised by the Davy Byrne omission. You know, I think Davy was probably hung out to dry a little bit during the league with no real support around him. So, I, you know, but again, it just shows the strength and depth. OK, but I'm not so sure it's like I look towards the Mead game and certainly they will be matched in midfield with athleticism. Menton and Jones will be able to motor and will be able to go at, at, at Fenton and Lehiff, right? Um, they will be able to put more pressure on them going backwards and the Mead forward line you would imagine will be a bit more will have more in them. Um, so it's going to be a situation not necessarily of the question marks over the front six, it's going to be the question marks over that back six for Dublin. Okay. Uh, Dublin are eight point favourites for that game against Mead. I think that's too much. Yeah, you see, Mead haven't shown a whole pile, obviously, you know, in different kind of league campaign. The game against Wicklow was was okay. Andy even said afterwards, you know, he wasn't that happy uh, because they just weren't really, he felt at the pitch of it. They tried a new few fellas, came in, made their debuts, did did well. Um, they ended up winning the game fairly well on the scoreline. But actually Wicklow, and Wicklow were playing really good stuff. Um, and Wicklow were doing a massive amount of conditioning and the players was excellent. You know, they were doing a massive amount of work and have been doing a massive amount of work and they were still in that game with 50 minutes gone you know they were matching Mead nearly score for score except Mead were getting a few goals yeah. um, so um, Mead are probably scratching their head but that, look it's Mead Dublin the Mead fellas will be there'll be absolutely zero uh, uh, um, you know they won't they won't fall for, for motivation coming into this one and if any time I think this is the best time for me to get them because if you got them after a Kildare or a West Mead win they will be ones I don't think Dublin have learnt a whole pile about themselves like let's be honest Desi Farrell's sitting there and he's going Right, I still don't know anything about my six, you know and we shipped a lot of heavy scores in the league I still don't know how Mead can get at us in that back line I know I have Khan back great tick the box but sure he was going to come back anyway and he's probably going to do what he was going to do and when you've when you've when you when you hand them the ball out around the middle and say listen do what you want there with the ball you know and there's no real pressure on them they're going to absolutely fill at you which is what they did so it's going to be a different kettle of fish against you I, do, I think eight is is, is generous uh, I hope it's generous and I think it's generous um, because I think there's still enough 
question marks over certain individuals in that defence and the way they are and the way they've been playing um, that me can get after them. We, seen, we need to see a defensive structure from the Dubs, really, and and uh, hopefully Meath will make them reveal what that is to us because there wasn't one in the league. Correct. Yeah, well, I think, you know, John Small's injury didn't help an awful lot because John would have played that plus one role where he, he kind of has always covered that, that central, that D area. He's always been the man who has intercepted those balls or who's just been there as a presence. So when you look up to kick in, you're like, oh, he's there and he's just marshalling that defence. He's only allowed to do that when there's other individuals around him. Um, so, yeah, I have. And... and Maybe they have this defensive that they're yet to reveal, you know, and maybe they're just being kind of playing kind of silly buggers throughout the whole league and kind of leaving, as I said, fellas one on one. But when they're playing that 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 type of game that they're playing, which is more of a kicking game and breaking up the pitch, um, it is leaving a bit more at the back, you know, a little bit more fellas exposed. So can they handle it? Um, that'll only be that question will only be answered, I suppose, as they get better quality forwards against them. Okay, it's going to be interesting to see as as, uh, as we evolve. One last point: uh, I was, I mean, I was accused of yarring uh, ahead of the Louth game, but like Louth, <laughs> Louth have ghosts for Kildare that few other teams actually have. Everybody mm. else, you're like, okay, we understand what the the rules are here, but um, but Kildare were efficient, ruthless, energetic, mm. aggressive, mm. everything you want. It was like they have an identity again. Yeah, we spoke about this on Friday and, you know, Loud Star had absolutely risen. Um, but at the same time, they came up against a county in Leinster whose star has also risen, regardless of the fact that like, they were only within a kick of the ball of staying in Division 1, right? So, uh, you know, people will look at the campaign and say, oh, well, they went down to Division 2. But really, when you when you focus in on it, you're saying, ah, that's, that doesn't tell the true story. We've gone down before where we lost every game and hadn't a chance of winning any of those games. Whereas 100%. in this situation, it was like, OK, I understand why I, exactly why that happens. But also, you know, I've seen... You know, obviously, you know plenty of people in Kildare, and even just look chatting to people around on the border of the stuff. There's there's a different vibe in Kildare. There's a different atmosphere in Kildare. I've seen the work that that Glenn and the and 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 Johnny and the lads are doing, even where they're you know they're they're kind of clapping kind of kids on, and kids are kind of clapping them into New Bridge. There's a just there's a there's an inclusiveness around the game again, which I think hasn't been there for the last number of years. Um, and the inclusiveness comes from the fact that these fellas are legends, obviously, uh, in the Kildare jersey. But that just doesn't necessarily make it that it will work, right? It can often go the other way. Um, the fact is that they've they've done it at underage. Like, Johnny Doyle has been involved there, Anthony Rainbow. They've all been involved at underage. They've all seen how they've all been involved at club level. So they know the intricacies of it. They know the workings of the county board. They know what they need to probably do to get what they want and, and not get what they want, if you get me. Um, so there's a load of stuff and then they know how to probably like you know more than anyone how passionate Kildare fans are and all they need is a spark and Kildare fans are like Mead fans they really just want to see the team put an effort in yeah. just just give us something yeah. to hold on to try, Jeez, and, win. try and win yeah. <laughs> I mean don't 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 set up not to win. Just try and win. And they're seeing that with them. You know, they're seeing that with them. And Kildare, same as I said, me, but they won't get worried if you get bet by four or five if you actually go out there and put your body on the line and try to do it. And you can see that in them. So um, was I surprised? I was surprised probably by the measure of it, to be honest with you, but I wasn't surprised that they won. And um, they're, they're, they need to, the one thing that they need to probably 
just make sure it doesn't happen is where they go away from script a little bit and some fellas who shouldn't be taking shots start taking and then that that brittleness I, I I slightly worried about you know say Mead and Kildare in the sense of if they hit if they hit the mask of Dublin and expect it to fall handily it won't fall no you're going to have to keep hitting this thing repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly just because it's cracked doesn't mean that it's just going to fall off straight away you they know? let back into the game in the third quarter and there's just a like maybe it's natural you're not going to win 75 minutes of uh, championship football against a team who have good players and dominate the whole thing but there was definitely a bit where the um, it went from 11 points to 5 pretty quickly and like yeah. if that was against the Dubs that'd be 2-3 yeah. scored in this game over um, mm. so sure look we're still in it still in it look at this Yera two weeks in a row <laughs> <laughs> All He's learning from the best now, to be honest, though. You know, it is eventually, you're, you know, you have seeped your yarrowness into him. No, anyway, this is, it's absolutely infuriating to listen to this crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Bloody hell, like, I mean, it's an absolute disgrace. It's, it's lying, basically. That's what it is. It's dishonesty. <laughs> Anthony, good stuff. Thanks a million. No bother, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.